All right, welcome along to another edition of the Left Wing Back Podcast. Um, this time last week, myself, John Allen and Stephen Barmerick, who both joined us again, were talking about how great Ballon Killen were, and we thought they were out-and-out championship, well, I won't say winners, but they were looking fairly strong. And then all of a sudden, in the space of a week, they lose two championship games. And uh, Joe, it's a, probably a good place to start. Um, the big asterisk beside this, of course, is the fact that injuries have definitely played a part. Yeah, without doubt, Kevin. Um, without doubt. Um, I suppose the last night's defeat is fairly fresh in the memory, all right. And um, I suppose we give, like, first off, give great credit to both teams who beat us, like, they beat us well. And, you know, uh, they only to beat what we had out and so on. And that's not making excuses for for either defeats. But I suppose injuries do, do have a part to play. I suppose the games over the, the four games over the couple of weeks um, coming hot and fast um, definitely have taken their toll on bodies. And, I suppose we're not the only one. I mean, you can get into a, you can get into a run of uh, of injuries like that as the games mount up. Um, you know, any club can have them. But um, I suppose last night we were showing Sean Murphy, uh, Shawnee Whelan, and Craig. You know, and, and there were three big losses for us to to, to shoulder. And I suppose even the, the the defeat against Rangers, like losing Sean to injury before half time, was a massive blow. And you know, I know Craig wasn't hurling either. So for us, yeah, for for us, we probably we need to keep the panel fit and we need to, to keep everyone on the pitch. Um, to keep up the paces, but it, yeah, it's been a tough week on the lads. Um, you know, to shoulder them, shoulder the two defeats. I don't think the, I don't think that the, the margin of defeat was a reflection of of the game really for Rangers. I mean, um, again, that's not taking uh, any credit off them. Um, you know, they really kept going to the final whistle. But um, you know, at half time with only two points in it, um, or three points in it, two or three points in it, you you would feel that we're very much in the game. Um, but I think losing Sean up front really took a fierce bite from us. Uh, you know, it took a, a took a big focus away from our attack, and also I suppose it made you know Collis made it made, made things a lot maybe a bit easier as well on, on the Rangers backline who were who were dominant enough anyway, uh, and it made maybe their task a little bit easier. But um, yeah, it has been a tough week on our lads, and there'll be a lot of kind of soul searching now. They have two weeks, I suppose, is the only thing to kind of get lads right for a semi final, and I suppose also to. I think mentally kind of more G up because we probably know we have the hurling there, which is probably shown maybe in the, what you call it, in the St. Mullins game in particular, that we have the hurlers and the hurling. Um, and it's more maybe just getting lads mentally back on task uh, in the next two weeks uh, rather than doing that maybe too dramatic in, in order to correct things. But um, yeah, it, you know, it's it's funny the way hurling goes in, in that in that period of time, all right, yeah. Yeah, it's awkward, I suppose, on us given the fact that we have had the two rounds and... Uh... It's just been one of those mad weeks. I would love to have done the podcast after the round in the middle of last week, but time constraints and, and day jobs and stuff can, can sometimes get in the way. But, like, without kind of um, harboring too much on, on Ballon Killen because we have all the clubs to go around to, the one, the one thing I kind of noticed in particular was, obviously, you have to give Rangers who, huge credit because they came with a, a blistering performance. And, Stephen, the other thing I, I would have said to you kind of off-air during the week when we were chatting was, like... Those sort of games for teams, no matter who they are, when you have two game, two wins under your belt, like it's not that you go in deliberately. You're you're conscious that you don't want to get complacent, but sometimes, no matter how hard you try to get that kind of thought out of your head, it's hard to just match that level that you possibly hurled at the week before. And is that something that kind of maybe happened to Ballinkilling against Rangers? Um, before we actually go about giving Rangers some some credit, which they which they deserve and which we will in a moment's time. Yeah, possibly. I was talking to. We got, got an update. There was about 20 minutes gone in the match last week, and it was could have been seven points to five to Ballon Killen. And I was actually listening to it on the radio then for the from that till half time. And Rangers do what to do, they get a goal and a point, or they get they get a goal and a point. This uh, and it's a regular cant that the uh, add one to the other. And next minute, they're gone from two points up to two points down. They got another goal, then was five points in it. And with Sean Murphy going off at half time, like then Kieran Whelan's freeze didn't stick the, the last two weeks before that they were going over. Um, Joe says they have the two week gap, and and like the match last night, I wouldn't hear much about it. But um, like looking at Manchester Rangers again yesterday, they just they play to their strengths, and their strengths are everyone. That there's no one person uh, taught more of than the next lad beside him. The ball goes to the person in the best position, and. Even yesterday, I see two of them took yellow cards yesterday. They just, bangers don't weren't, the game was, I know we're talking about the Valentine game, but the, the system they play is, there's lads not getting in for handy scores, whether it's, we're two points up, two points down, 10 points up. And that has to be applauded too, but the, 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 
it's one for all and all for one kind of job. It's, it's I'm going to jump effort. in for a sec because I think you're referring to a possible yellow card for Paul Cody yesterday when Craig Dyle was heading off on goal. Yeah, there's two that one goes, was, yeah, I think yeah. Michael Dyle yeah. could have got one something similar. Not no Paul's was it, one was a would have been a black card if it was a black card in hurling. Uh, I think that could have been Paul's one the first. He's first book. And it was the right thing to do, let's be honest about it, even though it was cynical, you'd, you'd, you'd take that yellow card all day long. Yeah, like Brian Nolan done it in Crow Park and was 11 or 12 in the intermediate final, um, took a red. Uh, look, right, fair enough for the opposition team. Like a goal had got, went in that night when his friends were in deep, deep trouble and uh, they got slid 14, went off for the second half and uh, it's taken one for the team, literally. And... Um, yeah, just showed it because there was there could have been ten points in it at that stage, and they weren't they weren't they weren't saying right, we're going to back into seven here. There was no chance it was going to go from ten yeah. to nine. That was it. And Joe, is this a pretty good place to make a comparison to where um, Bynasson Gales are at the moment? Because if that was the other way around, would they have the experience and cuteness to know to pull a guy down in that position just yet? Is that the difference between where they're at and where Rangers are at, or one of the examples? Yeah, it would be. Uh, it would be absolutely. Uh, but uh, I suppose kicking kick, kick on both things there, um, the Bagnastown Gales thing. I just think the further the championship goes, I'm, the more I'm impressed with them and their work rate and, and their style of hurling. I mean, every game they seem, especially their younger lads, seem to be progressing. But that, that, like you said, that little cuteness, that will willingness to do whatever it needs to to be done to win, is definitely there with the likes of Rangers. I mean. I just I wasn't I was away for the match obviously and you know um I had to look at it in the video but what really impressed me about the Rangers as well and we mentioned their work rate and their this idea of you know the clinicalness uh, that they have as well in front of goal but I remember looking at the video and I think it was uh, we were just gone into injury time and Rangers were fourteen points up on us at this stage and I remember them winning the free in their own half back line and back there either who won the free or was involved in that passage of play just directly near the free. Uh, was Dennis Murphy, you know, who you would say, you know, at this stage in his career with the game gone, you know, with, you know, things, you know, wrapped up for the day, you know, would you expect to see him back there? But that was how how well they were drilled, their work rate, their determination. And, you know, I think there's a, uh, there's obviously, like we said at the start of the year, there's that, there, there is that steeliness and that, you know, that willingness to do whatever it takes to win in Rangers. But I have to say, I, I've been mighty impressed with them in the games uh, so far. I just thought their work rate, I, I especially, you know, they have this knack and we always say about finding space on the pitch. If you look at their half-back line, especially uh, maybe in, in both games, or in, sorry, in all three games so far, I'd say their half-back line have hit more ball, you know, than than, than any of their lines and in, probably most lines in most uh, in most teams like Dermot Byrne and Richard Cody and that. The amount of ball they've handled has been phenomenal uh, and they always seem to be handling it in space. And one as well, apart from giving credit to, to the, their half-back line in terms of, of, of how they build, give a platform as well to their attacking uh, side of things. But I've been very impressed with their goalkeeper as well. If you look at the, the quickness of their restarts, um, I think that's a massive thing because, um, you know, they're tending to, to crowd the middle, which obviously tries to, in our case, in Ballinkillen, we'd have some of our stronger hurlers around the middle. And by clogging that middle... Um, you know, it kind of it, it it took from our game. You know, the likes of Kieran Whelan, who has been cre- very creative up to that, and Rangers clogged that middle. But in order to counteract that, a lot of the time, what they did was they went uh, short with their puck out to their half back line, uh, to their either their wing backs who were there to receive the ball, and you know, then they popped it in over our over that crowded middle into a into a kind of a two man full forward line uh, inside for them. And I just thought, you, you know, little things like that uh, is what's given the platform as well as like we said before how comfortable each line is on the ball you know what i mean there's no there's no kind of weakness there in terms of you know or well at least it hasn't been exposed yet uh, a weakness there where it, you know they're, they're very vulnerable or you know that they're per- particularly where you're going to get scores off them um so yeah i have to be very you have to be very very impressed and happy with where rangers are um i suppose getting back we said there you mentioned there bagnestown um like I said, I just have been as the games have gone on. I, I just think it's. I, I think I am very impressed with how Bagnestad are. I think they're. I think they're far in a far better position now than they were when the hurl does. And I know it's only three weeks away or three weeks ago or whatever. But I think they're a far different team. I think they're they're far street smarter. Uh, I think their younger players are especially really benefiting game on game. You can see the improvement in them. Uh, you know, especially in their younger players. Um, and some of their obviously their older players are, are tipping away nicely as well. 
Um, and I think, you know, I know we've been previewing the last round, but I think there's going to be an almighty tussle between themselves and, and uh, Michel in that last game, you know? Yeah, I, I agree. Absolutely. And all those games are only going to stand to them, like in, in time, I and mean, even going forward into next year, as we've spoken, out, spoken about multiple times already. But just one last point, I suppose, on Rangers. And just, I know we kind of touched on Binder Sound. There's only five points in it in their game against St. Mullins last week. And then, obviously, a bit more spare for Rangers in the in the game yesterday against Binder Sound. But, like, out of all the teams so far, and it's something we would have kind of mentioned in WhatsApp, Joe, and I'm sure, Steve, you, you'll agree with this. Rangers just have so many stickmen. Like, I counted, and I'm being very harsh now by saying possibly one or two guys that aren't out-and-out stickmen. And then there's guys coming on that are out-and-out stickmen. Whereas the other clubs have an abundance of natural hurlers to a certain extent. But you see a lot of workhorses there, guys that, you know, work hard on their game but aren't kind of natural hurlers per se that can draw freeze and stuff. Well, Stevie, Rangers just have those stickmen. And that's very, very important. It's hard to teach. You either have that or you don't. And they've honed in on it from the time they were five, six, seven years of age. Yeah, and, and Dermot Bourne has found, he's found himself back where he was in a minor uh, underage centre-back. And like, he's taking a duck to water back to, I'd say, where he'll be parked for the next four or five years, hopefully. And uh, like it's like a quarterback spraying the ball back up. And Kevin McDonald is coming back deep then as well. And... Great man to find a person with a ball, and then like the room yesterday in the the match yesterday there was a, there was too much room in front of the bagging some full back line, and Keane Dyle was exposed, and anyone's going to be exposed one on one with 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 Eddie Byrne at the edge of the square, um, and then like Chris Nolan then dropped back out to midfield, and he was tapping over points, and he got he got seven points in play, and he he didn't score for the last quarter of an hour, so you know his his last score was with with fifteen minutes left, um. And then if Dean Tobin scores one three, I think, or one four, that was including the sideline court. So as you say, stickmen were looking at uh, Darren Nolan Hill, savage sideline ball in the fort, in the in the second half, must have hit six, 50, 60 meters, and Darren Tobin done the same. Then, but it was for a shot and goal and over the bar. Uh, so as you said, the stickmen, any young that come on to the team, and you know, Richie Whelan came on yesterday. It was great to see him coming on. Kieran Cabinet came on as well. Lads that are putting their hand up and now standing on, on, on the on their second team and the token come on yesterday and uh Kieran Cavanagh scored a point, got booked before that, should have could have had a goal. Richie Whelan made a score, then took a very well a very well taken goal. And I'd say Bankson were looking at next week as well to 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 blood him for yesterday and have him in for the Meister game next week. Now I know he's another small lad in the forwards, Jason Wall went off injured. He got two knocks in the head now there were Two of them, there, were, there was nothing in him, uh, but the, the first one possibly could have been a free. Second one, he, he just, you know, the wind was taking over his sails and it's a precaution that they took him off. But um, Jamie Clark got his three or four balls off David Field and got three or four frees. Just didn't get the ball in the second half, ball wasn't going in. So um, it'll be interesting. You, you actually made a, you made a point on him. You said he's possibly the most um, fouled man in the championship so far. Apart from Jack oh, Grealish. Oh, without doubt, yeah. Like, and Jack Grealish doesn't... I've never seen Jack Grealish with a hurl. I don't think he'd take There's it There's one for Galway called Jack Grealish. Yeah. <laughs> really well, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at Jack Grealish's shin guards. I don't think they're only barely hanging in there in a, in a soccer match. I don't know where they'd be in a hurling match. But um, yeah, but the ball we looked at just literally for 20 minutes or more, the ball didn't go anywhere near Jamie Clark because Bikers weren't getting their hands on the ball out the field at the start of the second half. Um, now, look, next week... We said this a couple of weeks ago. It could end up being Michel and Bangestown. Winner takes all next Sunday. A draw will do Michel, I think, because they have two points. And if Bangestown win on the head-to-head, they'll go through. Uh, so that's going to be the first knockout game, especially a quarter final, and um, that'll be be well worth a watch. So um, yeah, and we'll uh, we will go into that in a bit of detail with matchups and and different things <clears throat> slightly uh, slightly later on here in the in the episode or whatever, but. Like Joe, another thing you kind of wanted to to bring to light was the guys that kind of are holding their hands up. Like we spoke, we speak about the top dogs week in week out, and I have another topic to discuss in a moment's time in terms of lads putting their hands up. And he's not quite a young gun, but the first thing I'm going to say, we're kind of aiming this at young guns, incidentally. But Craig Dyle still has so much to offer, I think, as a county hurler. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I suppose we did discussion ourselves, um, yourself and. 
about the bigger picture of play here, I suppose, like, you know, when, when the dust settles on the, on the club championship, which is our focus at the minute, we have, you know, a very important year for the county hurlers uh, to, fin- to finish off. We got relegated from the league, but and we're in the Joe McDonough and, uh, you know, the idea and the, te- and, the, and the tempting thing is there is to, you know, to bounce back. And I think, you know, you'd be hearing kind of little inklings and rumours about a little bit of disquiet and maybe lads maybe not going to go back in after the club championship is over for, for various reasons, you know. And it's, it's so obviously to freshen things up is a great idea, maybe. But I, again, we're, we're, me and you are only talking about this. But I mean, I've been very, very impressed with a lot of what we call non uh non-county players or non-county you know, senior players at the minute. I mean, if you go down through the likes of Bagnestown, if you were to you know step aside from the likes of Alfie and that, but like you said, Craig Dyle there has had a very impressive year so far. He's working very hard. You know, lads like Keen Dyle come in and do a job. Jason Wall uh, and, and Jamie Clark have been massively impressive. Jack McCullough. I mean, look, right, right, while some of these lads mightn't be at senior hurling, county hurling just yet, uh, I think it's been, you know, a, a massive. It's a, it's been a massive plus from the championship uh, to see these lads coming through. I suppose, you know, if you go down through the clubs, I suppose my own club, like if Dion Wall, like Dion was there, um, who has been in with the county, but I just think he has been absolutely phenomenal, uh, especially in the games where we've been massively under pressure. He, he's had a, he's had a wonderful year, and again, will be you know someone to look to come in. Uh, Kira- has he been Ballin Killen's best hurler this year? Um, I would go as far as saying uh, probably the most consistent, yeah, and probably one of the most yeah. consistent, I'd say, I have to say, in the county. I've, I've been massively impressed with him. I mean, I don't think he's put a foot wrong all championship. I know I'm he's been the best full back in the championship so far, anyway, I would think, from what I've seen. Well, yeah, I suppose he's been under fierce pressure, I suppose, in a couple of games, and, and he's handled himself so, so well. Um, you know, he has really put his hand up. Look, other lads there, like, you know, we, we've Kieran Whelan, who, who has yet, like, really to. You know, he he's kind of to establish himself. He's been in with the senior panel, but again, I think he's really put his hand up in this in the club championship to to push on forward. You know, Rangers. I suppose Rangers have a colossal, colossal amount of chaps in there anyway. But it, it's great to see. We mentioned there Dean Tobin coming through. You know, John Nolan is coming more more and more to the fore. Uh, you have Tony Lawler in the back line again. Lads who are coming through, you know, and who will I think will uh, it'll be great. It, I, I think there's plenty of options there now. I mean, I suppose I would have been a bit skeptical maybe uh, earlier on in the year before the championship about you know who's going to come when you know when the likes of Alfie and these lads you know drift away. Have we got the quality coming through? And a lot of lads have put their hands up. I mean, we mentioned young um, young Dial chap there from uh, from St Mullins coming through. You know, again, another young lad. Um, you know, imagine you could get Paddy Kio back up to speed and 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 a, and a player like what he was with the talent he has to come back and freshen things up. You know, uh, uh, just just picking a couple of clubs. You know, Michael have a couple of lads have put their hand up as well. You know, Carl Tracy again, very you know tasty hurler. Um, you know, chaps like this that the the championship seems to be uh, thrown up. Uh, you know, thrown up. Uh, I think anyway, thrown up definitely new names and and new faces uh, for a county panel going forward. And you know, that's I, I think that's refreshing. I think it's something positive to take. And I just hope. And again, I know we're straying from the club issue, but I just really hope that you know that the lads kind of see that uh, going forward. Like that, this Joe McDonough uh, championship would be. You know, while we've the disappointment of dropping down out of the league, we would have. The enticement of playing a Joe McDonough final, I think it'll be played before the All Ireland Senior Final if, if everything goes ahead, and not only that for them, which would be you know it'd be a wonderful day for them, but it'd be just wouldn't it be such a lift going into twenty twenty one being back in you know Liam McCarthy at the top tier, and it might extend uh, the career of a few of those lads who are maybe you know getting to the kind of stage where they're questioning the questioning the commitment and other things are happening in their lives, so. You know, it's just something I suppose that uh, I think you know. I think that the championship is throwing up that this freshness, and I'm hoping maybe some of these lads maybe might get a, a gallop or might be brought onto a panel to get the experience of, of County Hurling, even if it is only for a few weeks. Yeah, young Oshin Kelly from from White looks a great prospect as well. He's been he's been doing some good stuff in and out of the team, and has uh, obviously has a bit to learn, but he's he's shown some great promise so far. Um, as I mentioned, I'd love to see Styler back in there, and I suppose the only the only guy that would for me, rival Dion Wall for Ballinkillen's best horror is Choo Choo. And I don't know what the crack yeah. is there, given the fact that we don't have a senior football manager at the moment. And again, that's gone on quite a while. You'd be hoping that something be, would be in place by now. But given the fact that there's not, would there be a hanker at all, maybe to slip in with the hurlers and, and try to get them back up? Because, by God, like there's nobody else to handle them. No, that'd yeah. be great. It'd be great. If, I'd love to see him back in the... 
uh, freshen up Chucho as well. If if it was only if he was to, I'm not saying he's going to miss the football, but uh, I'm saying that he's carrying injury and he's going to be playing club football for four or five weeks more as well if he's fit. And that's the only thing about it. And we're we're wondering like will will things stay going uh, on a national basis with the 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 COVID. Um, but Chucho uh, would be. A, lo- a, a loose cannon in one way that other teams might have forgot about if the, the, the Westmeads and these teams might have played again six, five, six years ago. Uh, but then, I, I, the only my fear is that the amount of games he, he, he'll have to play in the meantime and his style of play, you're asking a lot of them. I, I, I'd, um, unless he didn't go into the football, I couldn't see him doing both. Now, the football could be only one game. Uh, is the, the Joe, Joe McDonough's, is that knockout or on a league basis? That's still in the league. That's league basis still, yeah. That's still in the league, yeah, yeah. Yeah, whereas the football against Offaly, it's a one it's a one off. It's a win you're in and lose your out. That'd be my only fear that we're talking about the injuries lads are picking up, like he rolled his ankle last week and just, you know, go over that again and you know, it's just a perfect world. Jeez, I'd have him in there in a heartbeat, no problem. Um uh, and uh, Marty Dalton as well. How about him? He's he's been oh, very, he's been brilliant. He's been very yeah. very very good. Um, I'd like to see if a John Michael Nolan or someone was left full forward in games already born and having the likes of Marty Dalton feeding off him. Uh, you know it's an option, but look the selectors I see Edge and Cork is every game going there, so they are looking. At, I don't know who they will be bringing. In. They'll have to bring in a few different lads just to freshen it up. And with injuries, there will be lads who won't be able to. To last the pass well with Alfie, like Alfie might be back for that. Like we, we're 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 forgetting Bangstone are playing the whole championship without him. You know and that's yeah. You know so, you know they're learning. They were hoping to learn with Alfie. You know this unfortunate way it is they have to learn without him. So if they can push on and win next next weekend to get to a semi final and and uh, without Alfie it'd be great going and all. It might be only one game to win to get through to it, but that's that's the rules of the competition and like we had forgotten. We didn't even mention Alfie yesterday because he hasn't played in any of the games. It's just, you know, talk about. And he's payment. huge, though. He's absolutely huge oh, because, unreal. in fairness, like um, young Keane Doyle is doing his best at fullback. He, I've never seen him play a fullback before this year, and we came across him a few times under edge. I've seen him playing centre back, and would have seen him playing centre forward and midfield and stuff. But they're trying to kind of manufacture a fullback album, and that's not an easy task. Even if he was playing intermediate hurling this year, it wouldn't be an easy no. task. Let alone, let alone yeah. a senior. So. Like the loss of Alfie there is absolutely huge. And the other thing I would double up and say is when they won the minor championship a couple of years ago, your Niall Bulgers, your your Darren Owens, your Jason Wallace and these guys, Alfie was actually involved in that team. And, you know, he's just oh, the influence cannot be underestimated. Absolutely yeah, not. He's over and, the minor team this year, I've seen the played in the yeah. practice a couple of weeks ago. Like like uh, the the boys idolizing, like I'd idolize him too. Like I'd thicken, I I I think he's just he you wouldn't, you wouldn't get better back in the country. I don't care if you put a Kilkenny jersey, Cork and Austin, cliche, but like, and he's a role model for on and off the field. And like TJ Burn was saying, even with a hurl, when he gets a new hurl, he doesn't just bring it in. He he works it into train and attacks him. He does so much with it tonight, and he do five minutes with the next night. You know, he's done. He's he's everything down to a T. And uh, I've like, never actually seen anyone get the better of him for a sustained period of time. I've never seen him getting roasted for a start, but I've never seen a come away from match thinking. He didn't at least hold his own, and that's a that's a fair thing to say about a man. Yeah, and we've seen him like in the to be in Division One there at Hurling for the last couple of years. Like, and if he's cornerback, you you end up over near that the, the tunnel in Doctor Cullen Park, and he's in your you're in that corner. Like, you're you're not getting out of the ball, and it's just for them young lads to be learning off of him firsthand, and they're going to be playing with him in the next couple of years has to be a serious a serious boost on a young lad in Bagnestown uh, in the next five six years at least. Yeah, definitely. So before we move on to uh, this week's games, I know we're going to look at Intermediate Championship as well. And uh, actually, just while we're on the topic of lads putting their hand up, Steve, you've seen a good few of these Intermediate games um, over the past couple of weeks. And uh, I know Nave Breed had a one-point win over St. Mullins the other day and uh, beat Rangers um, last week as well. Is there anyone kind of from, from Nave Breed uh, sticking the hand up just because the other teams are second teams and it's unlikely that you will see someone going in perhaps unless they're really really good and they don't play a senior this year at some stage into into a county setup like yeah well like Aaron Hammond is in there he played a good few games this year like, and as, as he wouldn't quite enough again Mice you know played very well against um, Mount Leinster and, and against uh, Mullins 
Um, Fio Cotola just stole a minor there, has done nothing wrong. Um, Parry Cockney is back there the last couple of weeks now. And the other night when Puckouts were Puckouts were wanted to be caught, he put his hand up literally and 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 uh, one, two, or three vital ones in Sam Mullins now where we were under the cosh there for the last ten minutes. Um, yeah, like. I know, like Kieran Cabin has gone off the Michel Intermediate team to onto the senior yesterday. You have Connor Kyo has gone off. Yeah. Connor Kyo has gone off to Sam Mullins Intermediate team, onto the senior team, and like he, he there's only one road he's going. He's definitely going onto a county panel in the next year or two as well. So, um, as you say, but the selectors are like Edwin Cork was down there in Michel or in Sam Mullins the other night. Um, so the selectors are out looking at these matches. So we will leave it up to them. They. They know best, but um, definitely it's great to see the likes of Richard Whelan, Conor Kyo, Kieran Cavanagh, these lads uh, standing out at junior intermediate level and then going up to the next level and uh, not looking out of place. So. Right. So um, we're going to move on to the whole topic of streaming because at the weekend, uh, Power TV launched and Stephen, you were up on the first game and it was the handiest commentary you ever had to do because <laughs> there was no sound for it. Ah uh, yeah, sure. Like I'll take that for the team. But like, uh, we myself and Benny were like um, S in the '93 Grand National. We got up on the horse and we 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 thought we'd won the Grand National. We we done the whole the whole thing. We didn't we didn't ask any questions. Um, no, I, I look. I, I I we didn't we literally we come to the whole game. We done half time the whole thing. We we never stopped from start to finish. And uh, I I just see my phone. A few messages coming in on it, and uh, I had a fair idea. It wasn't uh, things weren't going to plan on the uh, in the outside world. Um, yeah, look, I, I don't know what to say on that. I, I literally I, I asked no questions after or before. I, I just went into do what I was taught, asked to do, and um, it's a bit worrying. Ari, hopefully, like I didn't see the second game. Now the second game was okay, was it? I. I the yeah, well, look, I'm going to give I'll, yeah. I'll give the guys uh, I'll yeah. give the guys a bit of credit here because um, first of all, just let's put a bit of context on the whole thing. Um, the first little flag thing I noticed was uh, around four o'clock on Saturday when obviously the guys down uh, were down in Cork, Park TV were down in Cork to do a game, and I clicked in just to see what it was like, just to get a flavour of things, you know, ahead of what was to come yesterday, and it wasn't working. And obviously, the guys had some technical difficulties with. I think they said it was a hardware issue or something like that. So I was kind of hopeful and expecting that it would be up and running for, for Sunday. But like, let's be honest about it. It was a big disappointment because this has been in the pipeline for a long time. And I know mistakes can happen. But if you had it 24 hours previously, my my inkling would be get the bloody thing going at all costs. And the other thing I would say is this was kind of like, okay, it was put out for free. But they're planning to charge for this. So without giving the boys undue criticism, I'm just calling it as it was. And it was a bit disappointed from that aspect. And I don't think it was going to entice too many people to actually go buy the bloody thing when it didn't work yesterday. However, I will put balance to it. When it did work for the second game, it was pretty good. Um, the picture quality was good. Um, I have to be honest about it. Sound quality sounded a little bit echoey. And I'm a stickler for that uh, with podcasts and stuff. Did sound a bit echoey. And at times, the camera didn't move quick enough to follow the play. But look, it was better than what we had three hours beforehand. I'll, I'll put it to you that way. Joe, what did you think of the whole thing? Yeah, well, I suppose I tuned in for the first game. Um, I was obviously at the second game, but I uh, tuned in for the first game and there was a few issues, all right. The stream took a while to load. Uh, at the start, it, it was keep kept on going back and going back and going back. And it, uh, I, I thought it was just me, but apparently it wasn't anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, I suppose, look, it was disappointing from the point of view of if it's the first time and you know you're hoping to sell this in terms to raise revenue um you kind of really do want to you know it's unfortunate that it happened to be the first time and it it doesn't put confidence uh, i suppose it wouldn't put confidence in you you know or in people i think it will work like i said give credit where credit is due like what you said uh i heard from other people as well who did look at the second stream that it you know was generally good and so on so hopefully it, the blip is done and, and any of the teething problems are over with but it wasn't maybe the ideal start for um for the what call for the system um i suppose look just uh on that like again i just i, I just think the the work that brendan had done brendan joyce had, or, had done on the initial streaming for the first few matches was was top class and i just think it'd be you know great credit to him for that i, I know he's done I know he's done it in other in other counties since and so on. So uh, you know, just to just to say thanks to him and the clubs for doing that uh, initially. Um, I suppose going forward, like a lot of counties are doing it now, and um, and they are charging for it. And I suppose 
you know, I, I happened to buy one of the Galway matches there recently. And, uh, you know, you had the, the commentary was very slick and the camera work is very slick. And, you know, it's great to have them. And it's great. It, it, it's a great service if it, if it works well and, and is marketed well. Um, I suppose, look, we can't we can't have it every way in some ways. I know, like, you'll see it nationally in terms of revenue being down everywhere with clubs and with, with counties and everything. And I suppose the, it is a way of, of bringing back in some revenue uh, into the county in terms of running the county, um, you know, running the, 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 the panels that are there and keeping things up to date. And I suppose we, you know... It, it, we are where we are with it. It's just like I said, if you are going to pay a fiver or whatever it'll be, six euro, five euro a match, um, you know, you you are hoping that things run a bit smoother than they did at the start on on, uh, on Sunday. And of course, obviously, you know, if you're if you're paying the fiver, you know, um, or you're paying whatever money, um, it is, um, you, you know, you, 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 there is a certain level of expectation now. You know what I mean? That uh, it's not kind of you know, willy nilly or whatever, that there is the expectation that it, it'll be, that the quality will be good. But um, look, sure, it is what it is in Estonia and maybe next weekend it'll, it, it, things will move, move a bit smoother for it, you know? Well, look, hopefully, hopefully it does. And again, um, in terms of the what we're covering, Carajay issues, I criticise things and I also promote things and every week we're promoting the game and we give a bit of credit where it's due. Um, I, I'm a bit critical where I feel criticism is due. It's not impersonal and I hope everyone out there understands that as well because that's literally Absolutely, where we're at yes. with this whole thing. Absolutely. Um, you know, I mean, I've made mistakes and I deserve criticism. I might like it at the time but I'll take it and i get on with it and I won't bitch about it either. Yeah. And that's just basically the, the way this podcast is going to work and I just felt it was a poor poor start yesterday and um, I did feel a bit sorry for Brendan Joyce as well because if you have a local guy there who's capable of doing it and I spoke to him um, the week he was doing the first game and he had most of his homework done but he had a little bit to do still and he's able to do it in four days so look I just felt a bit for him and I just want to say well done and he did a he did a great job on it and hopefully we'll see him in action again and also just while I'm at it best look to the Power TV guys this weekend and I mean That's that it. genuinely and I want the whole thing to work I mean Rolf and Carlo we just want the service to work and everything yesterday was just a little bit of frustration on a lot of people's behalf so just bring it back and put a bit of balance into the whole thing as well so um on the field this weekend, lads, we have two really tasty fixtures in the Senior Hurling Championship. And we touched on one already. And uh, <laughs> by the sound of one, it's just it's a huge encounter. Six o'clock in Netwatch Cullen Park on Sunday evening. We do have a game at one thirty as well. And that's going to decide a little bit. But let's talk about this by the sound of game. And it's a game we flagged kind of from the get-go that was going to be the quarter final, as as the fella said, um, Stephen, as you rightly said, a draw would do Michael here, and Joe Bindersown have to go all out for a win, which I know possibly they were targeting from from the get go. But this game brings serious intrigue, Joe. It does, um, and like you said, it's, like there is a different mindset maybe coming into it. I I, I think. Well, we probably flagged it at the start of the year uh, for both clubs that it may come down to it. I, I think, like, Bagnestown probably realistically had re- really targeted this game. And I think their performances, like, have upped as the championship has gone on. And I think they'll take heart from that and they'll be building towards it. I think Michael coming into it, while uh, I, I think getting the win last night over us was massive. I think had we turned them over or their performance wasn't as good, uh, I think they'd be going in a very kind of bad frame of mind because... You know, this, 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 they weren't, they were poor in two games today. Let's call it honestly, and you know, so it gives them, it gives them a bit of a spring in their step going, going into the game uh, at the weekend. Um, hadn't they not got a result out of it, I would have, I would have probably fancied um, Bagnestown to turn them over. I, I just still think that that little bit of experience uh, will, will probably get Michel over the line. Uh, I thought Owen oh, Nolan was very good uh, again last night. Now at centre back, obviously, I think he got man of the match with with, with Casey Law as well. And I, I was very. Yeah, he was super. He was super. The ball. Yeah, he yeah. did. And I think he might. You know, you, you, I mean, while Bagnestown have a lot of workers there as well, uh, you know, he he'll take good man to outwork the likes of him there. You know, in the half back, he'll line. stay going for sixty. You know what I mean? Like Owen Nolan stays going. He doesn't fade in over game. He just stays going. No, he does. You know I mean? And he's very very impressive. Like very very impressive there. Again, like last night, if you look at the game, again, we're, we're kind of reviewing to go forward. But uh, apart from the goal, like I think John Michael Nolan, like his only other influence on the game was to catch, well, I think, one puck out. And, you know, had you gone in last yesterday evening to say, well, Michael, we're going to beat Ballinkillen, you'd say, well, you know, they'd look to John Michael for, you know, a, a big game, you know, a big 60 minutes. But he didn't. And that's not a reflection on him. I mean, every lad will have good and bad days. But it shows that the balance that they had in their team, like Killian McKay, I think uh, uh, McKay got... I think maybe one three last night. You know, it was very you know a turn or side the whole night. You know, Carl Tracy was excellent on freeze. 
So there's a lot more strings to their bow against those last night now, as far as I saw, in terms of what they had in the championship to date. Uh, and again, I was just impre- impressed with their freshness. I was impressed with their work rate. I mean, even for, uh, you know, we, we, we worked a couple of, maybe one or two short bookouts and Jesus, like the, they were on as like flies. And the minute the ball, especially around the middle, uh, the middle third, uh, they really worked their socks off. I, I thought there was, a, like I said, a bit more bite about them uh, and a bit more purpose and a bit more of a game plan as well. Last night, they, they kind of brought out our half back line out towards the middle, you know, kind of sucked them out a little bit. And, you know, they, they, they use that space inside then and they have sharp forwards inside when they, when they get in there, I suppose. You know, to me, like I said, I think that win last night, um, even though while it's, it, it's still, you know, up in the air uh, for Sunday, it comes down to that game basically still. I just think that little bit of extra drive that Michael will get from it, that little bit of impetus, and especially the game coming uh, so quickly. You know what I mean? Had this been, had they had a two-week kind of lull, uh, I actually think that would have kind of taken that gloss off them or that drive off them, whereas now they'll set themselves up this week. You know, they're, they're kind of just a quick turnaround, a, a bit of momentum there as well. And I think that might be enough to get them over the line. But, but saying that, like, I mean, look, I mean, their full back line is going to have to be really, really on their toes, um, which they were last night against our lads. So, you know, they had our lads in their pockets for, you know, pretty much most of the game. But, I mean, Jay, we said talked about, you know, players of the championship so far, and and Jason or sorry, Jamie Clark has been just phenomenal, like in terms of his work rate, and Jason Wallen there as well. Hoping he will be fitting well for the game because their, their work rate in there has just been absolutely incredible. And and I know we talk about work rate, and we talked about Craig Dial, you know, winning frees or you know further out the, scoring further out the field, and you know closing ones, and he's but like the, the lads have to win them, and those two boys, the pressure they're putting on any backline. Uh, be it when they don't have the ball or when they, when they when when they are on the ball uh, is incredible. And while I think they'll they'll still bring that, I just think Michael's inside line might be able to hold them, and that that supply of ball mightn't come in as readily uh, in this game. Um, so yeah, it, look, uh, while it'll still it'll still be a fifty fifty game, I, I personally would have to go with Michael. I just think that little bit of momentum is with them there after last night's win, and I think that might be enough to carry them through. Stevie, what do you think of the whole thing? I know, kind of, you might have been slightly critical of, of Biden's running around the middle third times that they need to get a bit more out of that section. Yeah, but no, that's as you said, I too, when you see what the caliber player, when Lindsay Rangers were dropping back into it early, Kevin McDonald at uh, one side and Dermot Burn at the other, and you have uh, Gary Lawler and, and uh, Paul Cody, and you know, Dean Tobin floating around as well. Um, like the good thing from Bangerson's point of view is Jack Jack McCullough scored a point. Owen Minchin got two. Owen Minchin hasn't looked as fit in a long time. Um, he was very good yesterday, actually. Yeah, yeah, I yeah he got two yeah. lovely points. And uh, like Styler got fouled a couple of times where, I, as I said, uh, Rangers took took one for the team. Um, to be hoping like Jamie Clark and and, and Jason Mall, Richard Whelan comes in. They need good ball in, so the middle third has to improve their their uh, the ammunition going into them lads. Uh, the can't be just loafing it in. There's a couple of balls landed in there yesterday. Now look, the backs if your backs are under pressure, your clearances are going to be just clearing them. But if you get a split second head up and, and drop a ball down the wing, like Jerry Clark, got, I think got three frees off of David Fielding yesterday. Like, there wasn't a book and ran like that persistent foul. I wouldn't mean it was that, but Jamie. Draws a free, and uh, the only thing we worried about is the more frees are drawn, like Michael are going to say, "Well, right, we're giving away a free here. You're 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 going to earn your free." So uh, lads will probably pick up as well as championship goes on, like how what style maybe a referee is giving a free for. So uh, don't be surprised if Jamie might get as many frees going forward uh, as backs might have. They might have clued in a bit more. Uh, I definitely see that like Sir David Field and Paul Dyle have uh, had big trouble with him. You could see Michael putting a smaller. I don't know who the small lads in the backs so size wise. I wouldn't know him, uh, that. Tommy Nolan actually. There's a guy, Joe. Yeah. Sorry, we were on about guys sticking the hand. Tommy Nolan was magnificent yesterday, and um, he's he's been playing pretty well too. For a guy that's been around a long time, he just seems to have a new lease of life. So you could possibly see him picking up Clark. Yeah, size wise definitely would make more sense now. As Benny asked yesterday, would Rangers? Put a different man on on um, Jamie Clark, and I said, Rangers put picked their team going out to play in the position they're picked in, and they have faith in who they're putting out, where they're putting them out. So, um, yeah, like definitely the middle third is they need they need a bit more 
a bit more success rate at, at getting good ball into the forwards. Like of Milky, um, Danny Doyle, Mark McDonald, like worked their socks off yesterday. No, Mark Mac got a couple of bangs. I think he went off in the wind up possibly, but uh, they just you know the the them boys will work all day, and if they can get the good ball into them, I I probably. I agree with Joe. Michael probably the, the momentum is slightly with Michael after winning yesterday, uh, but a couple of goals in the game like could change the whole thing. And oh, Bengtsson have they got Jamie got one the last day. The, the Richard Whelan got one yesterday. They got him behind two similar goals. Got him behind the back and and finished well. Um, possibly think if, if the town can get a goal, or, I, I think they'll need two goals to win possibly. Um, I'd probably go with experience. Michael should possibly just share it, but, uh, but as you said, Bangs have been gearing for this, and, uh, and Michael possibly as well, but they would have seen it as a safety net if, if they hadn't got the two or four points before this. But um, experience might just get Michael over the line, but uh, if, if Bangs can get a couple of goals, don't be surprised if they sneak it. Right. So then at one thirty. We have Monster Enders versus Sam Mullins. And I'm just keeping an eye on this table here. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, so obviously Rangers are on top with six points. And then Ballinkillen... <clears throat> Excuse me here again. Uh, Ballinkillen are second currently on four. But obviously they'll, they'll finish on four. Their, their games are, are played or whatever. St. Mullins are on four points as well. So if St. Mullins win this, they top the group essentially. Because you go on head to head. I have to say, I think possibly... I know it'll be up for a job. I just fancy Rangers with this one myself. Well, you'd have to. I mean, you know, they're sitting there, you know, they're plus, plus you're looking at the table the same as me, they're plus 40 at the minute, you know, they're scoring, is, they've been scoring very heavy in their games. Uh, looking massively impressive. And, uh, yeah, I mean, look, going on form, I, I think um, St. Mullins, um, just a little, you, you know, I don't know what you call it, maybe... Uh, I won't say uh, hurling hung over or whatever you want to call it you just haven't really picked it up uh, where they left off and I suppose they left off an incredible high but um, you know they're, they're I think they were they're a little bit vulnerable at the back this year which I didn't think I'd say you know uh, you know, Paul Dyle has got a couple of scores off him. you know he's not as maybe a solid lads are dragging him out to the wing a little bit now not saying he's the <laughs> he's the be all end all the problems far from a phenomenal hurler but you know, for one of their mainstays, you know, he's kind of maybe not getting the cover that he was as well of his half back lane. And, you know, there's little chinks there uh, where other where teams are kind of, um, you know, seeing, seeing a way to exploit him. And like coughing up three goals against us, I know Stevie talked about before, like, you know, you, you don't you wouldn't expect that from a, from a rear guard that uh, St. Mullins would have. Um, saying that, look, I mean, uh, if if James Dyle is fit for the game, he, like, you know, massive, that, like we talked about injuries and, and, and influence and things. Uh, I don't think I don't think he'll be risked. I know while while it might be top of the table slash and maybe give you know if St Mullins win it or whoever wins it, uh, you know will probably get an easier semi final draw. But uh, I don't think if if James isn't right, he won't be risked. And you know you take him out at kind of midfield or even anywhere in the forward line, he's a massive loss. Um, but look, it, uh, I, going on form, you'd have to you'd have to say Rangers because. They're chomping at the bit. I mean, you look at it, you talked about the game against us and we talked about Chuchu going off for us at, at halftime and wherever we're, you know, or near halftime when we were when we were down the few points and they killed us before halftime. But uh, you're talking about Chris Nolan coming in, you know, as for, after 20 minutes or 23 or 4 minutes of, of the game against us, you know, and and they were still more than holding their own against us and, and doing damage. Like, the strength and depth that Rangers have uh, and bringing on those one or two players, uh, I, I think it's going to be the difference in the group game. Um and I said, like I said, James Dyle, I think his influence, whether he's back or right or not, I didn't hear any update on, on an injury there. But like he's a main man. Apart from the scoring threat, he can drop out to midfield. If he's playing wing forward, wherever, you know, he drops back out to midfield or even behind his own half-back line. You know, and like I said last year, if you if you hold mouse, he does the damage and vice versa. It's very hard to hold two of them. So um, you probably have to go with Rangers to win this one. Um, definitely based on current form and how they're firing and... Like I said, I'm just massively impressed with their work rate this year. Not that they never work hard, but I'm just, you know, seeing little inklings, like I said, at that time with uh, with uh, uh, Dennis Murphy, you know, working back. You know, things like that kind of show you that there's a massive hunger and focus there this year with them. And I think uh, I think they'll just have too much in the tank on Sunday for uh, for St. Mullins. 
Very good. So, um, a clatter of junior and intermediate games have been taking place in the last week or so as well. And I noticed uh, Burn Rangers got a fantastic victory for themselves, and it's great to see their uh, their efforts rewarded. And um, any big takeaways, guys? Any we associate the junior championship. Everyone that plays it is is out there to to win, obviously. But also for a bit of crack. Any any old yarns from from the past few weeks at all, or anything mm. anything else happening that uh, we can we can bring a bit of humour to the podcast with. Well, only, uh, our match last night, Sparks was late for, but he he maintains he was early for. It. He he thought it was a at six, a half six, and uh, everyone else in Lachlan thought it was at six. So, um, <laughs> I didn't no, know, he I, wasn't I didn't, there. Everyone else was early. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't argue that him. So, um, yeah, uh, yeah, that was uh, we'd have, like we'd have win last night. No, so good to get a win, and a few young lads getting getting. Uh, Getting good game time in it, and Alan Brennan, uh, no, definitely last night was like phenomenal for us. Now, I mean, and the young lads took great encouragement off off Alan's performance as well, and uh, it's great to see. I think Alan is what thirty seven or eight now, uh, but he is a. I might have said to you, Kevin, a couple of months ago, he's the best pair of wrists I, I ever poked around the ball with, and last night just brought that home. Like he is, he hits a sweet spot every time. Now Sam has got two cracking goals and would have had full forward. He got one, if not I think he got one laid off another one and there, there were two great goals for a for a junior game. Um uh like last week when it's great, as I said with the the Michael Montenegro Range and Sam Mullins put no three teams like it's phenomenal. I know the likes of Kieran Cabinet going up or Conor Kyo going up is stripping a a, a lad it's making him tight the, on the bottom team, but uh like John Murphy had to come back on last night knowing he wasn't just to, to one of the same ones lads got injured and, and John was injured himself. So just, you know, lads do what they can to keep a fixture going. But um, yeah, it's great to see Born Rangers decent. Like the other side there, uh, is it Born Rangers and Ballon Killing? I think it'll be on, top, on the, the top two there and it'll be possibly Bagnestone. No, Bagnestone have lost Richie Whelan and James Gagan yesterday. They'll, like, they'll be big losses to the Bagnestone team. Massive, yeah. So... No, that's 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 my take of the, the junior. Now we have one game left Friday night against Palantine, so like and the intermediate of Carlo on Sunday, Saturday as well. So, um, no, Carlo took a big beating off Michel the other night in the intermediate. I didn't hear anything about the match. Only you seen the score and the on the results there, and um, it was a tough day at the office. Now I don't know how the weekend will go, but um, ten twenty two to seven points. I know Horst Lawler probably wasn't playing. He got injured for five minutes the last day. Or you you know, football to look at as well, I suppose. Maybe, I presume he wasn't playing anywhere, regardless whether football came into the equation. So uh, that's what we're saying about games week on week. It's going to it's going to affect lads. It's great lads are getting to play dual games, but uh, it, will, it will have a knock-on effect for the, the football at the end of it. Yeah. Joe, just the last word to you. So, Ballinkillen sitting pretty on top of the Junior Championship. Jack Tracy went up and played senior at the weekend, so he's going to be a loss off your junior team and uh, did did very well, actually, too. But uh, you're happy enough where you're going so far? Oh, we are, yeah. We lost Niall Hickey as well. Uh, yeah, we had a good game against Michel, a cracking game, 119 to 114 um, on Friday evening. And, she's uh, a massive battle in Michel. Um, Jamie Hogan was a very impressive. Matthew Roberts... Uh, uh, feeling Hosey, you know, Alan Hosey and me feeling, uh, feeling I can't think of his first name or in mighty form. And Paddy Shannon was back as well, hurling really well for Mason. So they gave us socks of it. Um, but yeah, we we uh, we lost Jack. Jack, I think, got a couple of points for his right night, really put his hand up. And uh, we lost Niall Hickey then as well towards the end of the game. Uh, so that, yeah, we topped the we topped uh, our side of things anyway. Um, with Carlo Town obviously out, so we we don't need we've only uh, three games our side, so we won all three. And it looks like Burn Rangers or Michel for the second place now. It depends because uh, I think there's a, there's a match Michel are meant to play Tullo, but um, I think th- I'm not sure whether that'll go ahead with uh, different things happening. So it'll be interesting to see who comes second in our group. Uh, possibly Burn Rangers. Uh, and again, without without being, uh, I suppose, uh, cutting at Michel or in any way, not in Michel or anything at all. But uh, you know, in, in one sense, it'd be nice to see uh, Burn Rangers coming through, uh, being a standalone club, and and you know, trying to make a breakthrough. It'd be nice for them to get through. Not again, that's nothing against the junior hurlers from from Michel. I'm sure they'd love to get a crack at the semi final as well. And the other side, like what uh, you said, there it definitely looks like Bagnestown and, and uh, Rangers on the far side. So plenty to play for. Um, and they, they'll they'll be the semi finals as well out in a fortnight's time. So. 
there's a little bit of work to do there as well. Um, just I suppose on that, it's just um, you know, it's a little bit you know maybe disappointing or a little bit maybe worrying from a hurling side that maybe the beating that Carlo Town took in the intermediate. I, I thought that you know they go a little bit better, and I know things can happen where you know lads can be gone away and you can have an off day and things, but. I suppose combined with you know maybe not being able to field the second team this year, and then I suppose hurling in around Carlo as well. You know, Pal Pal played one game, and I know they struggled to field, and then they conceded the other games as well, and and that's a little bit of a worry for for hurling in around Carlo Town and and you know the population that they have in there. Um, you know, and I know it's a strange year and 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 football coming up, and in fairness, look, college bed bed. There is probably there is more focus, you know, in those areas on football, but it's. It's just a little bit worrying from a hurling point of view that where you're trying to grow a hurling and, and you know with a small base that we need as many as we can and uh, you know but maybe it's something that something that that'll that'll pass and next year we'll build upon it especially given that pal like would have been junior champions only what two years ago as well and would have been in a lot of junior finals in the last couple of years that to have the hurlers it's just uh, maybe just getting a, maybe a bit more organised or whatever over there you know. Yeah, well, I sincerely hope it wouldn't be pressure put from the other court because I just don't like that thing of. I'm not saying it's happening in Palo, but it's stuff you would have heard down through the years where such a lad faked off to play hurling, like faked off to play hurling. Uh, there are two codes and they should be able to coexist, especially this year. So I would sincerely hope that's not the case. And, and I hope that everyone gives it the, the full whack and what we give to see Palatine and Burn Renders obviously up, not only intermediate, senior, senior, like, you know, and, and hopefully it does happen in a not too distant future. Lads, uh, we, we'll leave it there for now. Um, it's great. Um, We're after having Marty, Marty Morrissey and uh, and uh, Michael Dignan uh, on the podcast now. We, we can say, uh, we can we can sign off after a good year. <laughs> uh, Kevin, can I just, uh, one little uh, word of thanks, uh, I suppose, just to mention, I know it's a GA thing and it's, uh, I suppose, coming from experience and Stevie has the experience as well. Uh, maybe not you quite yet, but uh, I just want to kind of just compliment uh all those uh, coaches and the organisers of the cool camps around the county over the last few weeks, uh, they're working in very, you know, difficult circumstances and in a different situation for them and in different, you know, an environment. And uh, I just say, I have to say my, uh, my experience of it as a parent and my kids' experience of it as a, you know, as, as, the, as, as participants in the cool camps has been absolutely excellent. Uh, like I said, it is excellent every year, but just this year in particular, given the circumstances of the year and, uh, you know, w- with the way things have gone and for them to, to run them and to run them so well in, in such a safe way uh, has been a credit to all the all the, the, the people involved in them from Carlo GA. So just a, a word of thanks for them on, on from my behalf anyway. Absolutely, like to pass on that as well. And uh, a bit of bit of downtime for yourself, Joe, as well. Sadly <laughs> needed. <laughs> yeah. Look, lads, uh, thanks for joining us and uh, we'll do it all again next week. Who knows what's going to happen? We've had a big turn of events in one week and we'll see what happens in the next seven days. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your chosen platform. And if you are a listener on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, you'll give us the five stars. Until next time, take care.